Hello, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the September 8th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we'll be looking at numbers 2083 through 2094 of the Catechism. Chapter 1. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. 2083. Jesus summed up man's duties towards God in this saying, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This immediately echoes the solemn call, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. God has loved us first. The love of the one God is recalled in the first of the ten words. The commandments then make explicit the response of love that man is called to give to his God. Article 1, the first commandment. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth below, beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God and him alone shall you serve. 1. You shall worship the Lord your God, and him alone shall you serve. 2084. God makes himself known by recalling his all-powerful, loving, and liberating action in the history of the one he addresses. I brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. The first word contains the first commandment of the law. You shall fear the Lord your God. You shall serve him. You shall not go after other gods. God's first call and just demand is that man accept him and worship him. 2085. The one and true God reveals first his glory to Israel. The revelation of the vocation and truth of man is linked to the revelation of God. Man's vocation is to make God manifest by acting in conformity with his creation in the image and likeness of God. There will never be another God, Trifo, and there has never been no other since the world began, that he who made and ordered the universe. We do not think that our God is different from yours. He is the same who brought your fathers out of Egypt. By his powerful hand and his outstretched arm, we do not place our hope in some other God, for there is none, but in the same God as you do, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, 2086. The first commandment embraces faith, hope and charity. When we say God, we confess a constant, unchangeable being, always the same, faithful and just, without any evil. It follows that we must necessarily accept his words and have complete faith in him and acknowledge his authority. He is almighty, merciful and infinitely beneficent. Who could not place all hope in him? Who could not love him when contemplating the treasures of goodness and love he has poured out on us? Hence the formula God employs in sacred scripture at the beginning and at the end of his commandments. I am the Lord. Faith. 2087. Our moral life has its source in faith in God who reveals his love to us. St. Paul speaks of the obedience of faith as our first obligation. He shows that ignorance of God is the principle and 
the principle and explanation of all moral deviations. Our duty toward God is to believe in him and to bear witness to him. 2088. In the first commandment, it requires us to nourish and protect our faith with prudence and vigilance, and to reject everything that is opposed to it. There are various ways of sinning against faith. Voluntary doubt about the faith disregards or refuses to hold as true what God has revealed and the Church proposes for belief. Involuntary doubt refers to hesitation in believing, difficulty in overcoming objections concerning the faith, or also anxiety aroused by its obscurity. If deliberately cultivated, doubt can lead to spiritual blindness. 2089. Incredulity is the neglect of revealed truth or the willful refusal to assent to it. Heresy is the obstinate post-baptismal denial of some truth which must be believed with divine and Catholic faith. Uh, Or it is likewise an obstinate doubt concerning the same apostasy is the total repudiation of the Christian faith. Schism is the refusal of submission to the Roman pontiff or of communion with the members of the church subject to him. Hope. 2090. When God reveals himself and calls him, man cannot fully respond to the divine love by his own powers. He must hope that God will give him the capacity to love him in return and to act in conformity with the commandments of charity. Hope is the confident expectation of divine blessing and the beatific vision of God. It is also fear of offending God's love and incurring punishment. 2091. The first commandment is also concerned with sins against hope, namely despair and presumption. By despair, man ceases to hope for his personal salvation from God, for help in attaining it, or for the forgiveness of his sins. Despair is contrary to God's goodness, to his justice, for the Lord is faithful to his promises and to his mercy. 2092. There are two kinds of presumption. Either man presumes upon his own, hoping to be able to save himself without help from on high, or he presumes upon God's almighty power or his mercy, hoping to attain, obtain his forgiveness without conversion and without and glory without merit. Charity, 2093. Faith in God's love encompasses the call and obligation to respond with sincere love to divine charity. The first commandment enjoins us to love God above everything and all creatures for him and because of him. 2094. One can sin against God's love in various ways. Indifference neglects or refuses to reflect on divine charity. It fails to consider its prevenient goodness and denies its power. Ingratitude fails or refuses to acknowledge divine charity and to return him love for love. Lukewarmness is hesitation or negligence in responding to divine love. It can imply refusal to give oneself over to the prompting of charity. Achedia, or spiritual sloth, goes so far as to refuse the joy that comes from God and to be repelled by divine goodness. Hatred of God comes from pride. It is contrary to the love of God, whose goodness it denies, and whom it presumes to curse as the one who forbids sins and inflicts punishments. Okay, so we're um, at this um, section of the Catechism. We finally found our way into the Ten Commandments themselves, into the meat of them. And there's this um, this first commandment. 
first time, the Lord thy God, thou shalt not have strange gods before me. Again, the Catechism takes it a bit wider, that it is giving us a little bit more the biblical context, this context of you shall love the Lord with all your heart. And this, uh, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. That there is more to this commandment. And that this, um, and that first of all, we are called to be close to God. Our life, our vocation as Christians, our happiness in the world, all depends on being close to God. That God wants to be close to us. And really, do we allow him to be near us? Do we receive the good things that he offers? And this is why it deals today, where it was dealing with the faith, hope and charity. That we need to have faith in God. And not to have voluntary doubt. This doubt that we deliberately don't believe. Or even if we have involuntary doubt, doubt that comes uh, from uh, from outside of us that we, we really can't turn off. But yet, if we have an involuntary doubt, we can also nourish that. And therefore, we can, uh, we can arrive at the state of spiritual blindness. And then hope. Hope is a very important aspect of the Christian. I've said it before, but there is this, um, this fantastic encyclical by Benedict XVI on hope space salvi, which puts hope at the centre of the Christian existence. And here we see that uh, we need to have hope entrusting ourselves to the Lord with hope. And that despair is um, to reject this hope. To say that I'm so bad that God can't heal me. God can't forgive me. Which is nonsense. Or that God doesn't want to. He's promised to take care of you. He's promised to forgive your sins if you want them forgiven. And then the opposite extreme is presumption. To presume that I can go to heaven on my own without God's help, which is impossible, because we can't make it to heaven by ourselves. We necessarily need God's help. We necessarily need his grace. I mean, it's impossible otherwise. And uh, so to have this, um, uh, the, the, so presumption is to either presume we can do it without God, which is stupid, or else to presume that God will forgive us if we don't take the forgiveness. To misunderstand divine forgiveness. Because divine forgiveness entails transformation. It entails penance. It entails us being changed. And to trust in God's mercy to the degree, uh, to mistrust in God's mercy. Because God's mercy is about changing us. It's about making us better people. And to think, well, I don't want to be a better person. I just want to go to heaven. is wrong. I want to keep sinning. I want to do my own perverted things. And then God will be obliged to forgive me. God isn't obliged to forgive you. God wants to forgive you. God offers to forgive you. But unfortunately, if you don't take that forgiveness, if you don't accept that forgiveness, then it is in vain. Then it is useless. Then it is uh, nonsensical. Then it hasn't worked if you don't take it. And to think you're taking it when you're not taking it, when you're really up to your, your, your nose and sin and you're really uh, doing your own will and not the will of God, is to, um, is to sin in presumption. 
And then the last one is to have this uh, love, charity, love. That love is the other key to this first commandment. And if we sin against God's love, if we doubt his love, if we reject his love, if we're indifferent to it, if we are in, ungrateful, if we're lukewarm, or if we have a hatred of God coming from our own pride, then we run this risk. But uh, all of this, really, today, just to say that we're invited to trust in God. We're invited to give ourselves to him. Not to have any false gods before him, not to have any strange gods before him, but to give ourselves fully to the Lord, entrusting ourselves to him, and we will be fine. We will be sure, we will be safe, we will be under the shadow of his wings, and he will take care of us, as a shepherd takes care of his flock, and that he will gradually lead us to eternal life. So we'll continue tomorrow, and tomorrow we'll look at Numbers 2095 to 2103. God bless.